0: Welcome to Money Over 50. Today, diversity leads to better decision-making 87% of the time. Michael, this is your episode, your title, which sounds completely made up to me. I think any time
1: 87% comes into it, it does sound made up. 66%, 87%, yep, it's 50, a... <laughs> 55%, yep. those type of numbers yep. yeah, cast, sort of <laughs> cast doubts. Yeah. And it could be. I'm going to reference the the, the,
0: yeah, the paper that you've got. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but even so, then, you could just make up the uh, make up the name of the the, the title of the, of the paper. We'd all sit here and go, "Oh, okay, yeah, he's yeah. talking about a paper." This that's is, that's
1: yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, look, uh, um, we've read about this before, Dallas, and we attended a. Um, a uh, business school yep. short course for yep. three days yeah, tool, a, yeah. a couple of years ago and they talked a lot about yeah. diversity and decision making. Yep. Um, so I went back and actually had a look at this yep. and I'm going to tell a story first.
0: <laughs> I was, was going to say, go and tell the story because you told me this story the other day it was actually really interesting. We were talking about the story the other day. So, <laughs> the, so the, the paper and the technical analysis not you know, probably not as interesting as the story which I thought was pretty So funny.
1: the story, some of this... Some of this information is superfluous, but I'm going to tell it anyway. (laughs) So in the year 2011, um, I was at the time courting my now wife, uh, Susie. She was actually, she's a school teacher. So she was teaching in a remote northwestern Queensland town that's very familiar to you, Yeah, You just happen to come from there as well. Huonan, which is about four hours west of Townsville, four hours drive west of Townsville. So um, I used to go out there and visit her, roughly every two weeks or three weeks. Um, whilst I was visiting her one weekend, I was actually roped into joining the trivia team yep. at the local uh, Lawn Bowls mm-hmm. club. So the club used to have a fundraiser once yep. a month and then yep. have a trivia night and all different teams. I mean, I'm sure everyone's familiar with yep. with how that works. Yep. Um, so I was roped into joining the team. Now, what Susie told me on the way to the trivia was that the last time that they competed they came dead last yeah and i said who was in your team and she said well yeah it was me and it was like, i forget the name of the, yeah. the other girls but it was all yep. it was four, four girls that yep. were in their, in their 20s yeah yeah um, yep. so they they actually came last yeah um so two of the girls were unavailable yeah so we're probably I, just sick of coming last and they just didn't want to go anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I you so i get the call up so i got the call
1: i was a 36 year old male yep. at the time and the school principal was a uh, a sixty year old female yep. who got added to there as well. So, so amazingly, amazingly we came first.
0: Yeah. So we went
1: from they went from dead last to yep. first. Yeah. And um, I would have liked to have thought it was yep. my yep. intelligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But looking back on it, it wasn't that at all. It was just that we were a more diverse group. Yep. Because. Um, yeah, you know, I didn't know. So Susie was telling me about the, the time before when they came last. She said, "Look, all four of us got the question right. What is Lady Gaga's real name?" <laughs> and it's it's actually Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanotta. Oh, yeah. So She's I known. wouldn't have known that. No, but all I <laughs> would be worried if you did. <laughs> all, all four of yeah. those twenty yeah. something girls yeah. knew that. And at this is your point, you don't get four
0: points for you don't four get four points for you four, four people knowing it. Yeah,
1: so so. So yeah, you know, I I answered a lot of the sport questions. Yeah, uh, at, uh, when I filled in, and then there was there was answers that um, I knew from being a little bit older as well. So it weren't even gender yeah. um, biased questions. Yeah, and then there was questions that. Um, the principal, who was yes. sixty years of age, yep. knew, she knew that, that um, no um, just because us yeah you know, she was a, she was a teenager when something happened. Yep. Um, we all weren't born born yep. at that stage. So it um, it got me to thinking. Okay, yeah, diversity was the reason for that. Yeah, so we made better decisions. Yeah, because of diversity. Yeah, so the study that I've read there's there's multiple studies. Yeah. Are uh, that div- is is that diversity leads to better decisions eighty seven percent of the time
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> to reference the study, it's it's was done by Cloverpop yeah. It's in it, this sort I mean. Now it <laughs> yeah. sounds, sounds like a funny yeah. a funny organization. It's yeah. A, it's a
0: yeah. tech company. It's yeah. A, it's a tech startup company. Yeah. But but this is I guess one of those things you go intuitively this makes sense to people where you, you kind of go, not everyone know people can't be an expert in everything and that's proven you know it's it's a you know, obviously a low stakes example, but in your trivia yeah. team you you can't know everything about sports and everything about mm. T V and everything about music and all the rest of it. And and that's in our in our modern world, you, you don't get points for you don't get points for following it in your team. You only need one person in on your team to know that answer to get yes. to get paid, to get the result. So. Yeah, so in the state
1: they talk about teams. So yeah. they say just having a team yeah. outperforms individuals by, yeah. you know, two thirds of the time, sixty six percent of the time. Yeah. Um, uh, they also say that while well, gender diverse teams uh, increase that a little bit so yep. if you have a team of the same gender yep. uh, it's an improvement yep. but a gender diverse team actually increases yep. that success rate to 73% of the time yep. and then teams that include a wide range of ages mm-hmm. and different geographical locations. um uh, that the team members come from make better
0: decisions Yep, 87% of the time. And, and I think there's, so there's probably two mechanisms for this realistically, which is that um, number one, as you said there, just having a team in and of itself. Mm. Um, the, the two parts to it are that obviously different individuals have different um, skill sets or different knowledge bases. And then I think also just having a different perspective on things, mm. having a different worldview or a different, um, you know, different way of seeing things or hearing things is, is also something. So separate to just the actual knowledge itself, it's having someone in, you, having other people in your team, probably also makes you articulate things better. So in, in the business setting. If you're working on your own you don't have to explain yourself to anyone you just go and make a decision you go and do it mm. you don't have to explain yourself you don't have to you know, um, you know go into detail about why you think this is the right way to go around it so it's i think a combination of that a more diverse group it just knows a lot more things across the board mm. but you're also having to having to really think about why you know what you know and and how, yeah. to, how to articulate that to other people so it's a, it's definitely something that we I mean we see this in in our business all the time i can't remember what our latest debate was that we argued for an hour having a coffee the other day about whether we should do things one way or another and eventually worked out the best way to go around it but the answer that we came up with was, was better than i would have come up with on my own it was better than the answer that you would have come up with on your own
1: yeah and, and look some of the problems that stick out for me straight away is as the problems associated with financial decision making for personal finance. So these yeah. are personal like financial matters, household yep. level are uh, that financial decisions have traditionally been made by just one person in yep. the family. Yep. Typically. Yep. Um so usually in a in a we're well usually in a family there's there's two um, uh, younger children that yep. aren't capable of making decisions. <laughs> yep. And then you have a couple. Yeah. And yep. and um, traditionally yeah, one member of that couple might be the finance person, yep. so they they're making decisions on their own. Yep. Um, you could bring in a team. Yep. Uh, that is probably a little bit harder in our Western culture, and we, yep. we we traditionally don't share our personal no, finances with other people. Yep. Um, so so other family members may not be interested, and in, and sometimes the yep. yeah the one of the one of the person in the couple might not be interested. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, so, interestingly enough, I researched this and there doesn't appear to be any studies that measure the results if both members of the couple are interested in being involved in the financial decision-making. Yep. Does that lead to better financial outcomes as opposed to one individual person You know, as a member of the couple? You would think that that would. Well, anecdotally... Um, unfortunately, there isn't a lot of data. That I've been able to
0: find confirming or refuting that. I think that this again I'm now going to make it up as though I've done a study, but that has to be the case because yeah. so in my own experience, I don't necessarily think if you've got both members of a couple, they don't necessarily need to be really engaged in the decision making, mm. but they need to both be a part of that decision making from mm. from the perspective of as we just explained, you get better outcomes. You're actually making better decisions, I would say, because you've got more data, you've got more different perspectives on things. Um, you know, people, some people might be thinking of something, they might think of a problem with something that the other one hasn't. So I think definitely when a couple are communicating about that tool, they're going to come up with a better decision. But even more importantly than that for me is that they're actually then going to both commit and stick to the decision that is made. Which is a big part of it. Yeah, a big part of financial success is that financial think, success is actually yeah.
1: is actually being on the same page. That's right. Like sticking
0: to those. It doesn't, decisions. it doesn't matter. I think if you've got a couple, and one member of the couple makes the greatest decisions mm. and gets it all right mm. all the time, if the other person doesn't feel that they're a part of the team and doesn't feel that they've been consulted as a part of that decision, they're not going to be that committed to actually making it happen or to you know doing doing their part of the of the process. Yeah. So, I think that's that's another key part to it is is that you've got to have both people in a couple engaged in that in that process both to get the best decision and then also so that they are both both committed to the outcome yeah and you probably it i'd imagine
1: would certainly lead to less extreme decision making as well so in the case sometimes um uh, when it's left up to one person with no checking mechanism in yes. place. Yep. They um, can tend to invest uh, uh, too speculatively. Yes. Yep. And yeah, you add that second person in and yep. that second person starts asking questions. Yes. Oh, really? Yep. Like say, so if what if this all yeah, what, what if that goes the happen? wrong way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or too conservatively. Yep. So yeah, you can get a yep. situation where, where if that's it's left up to one person. Yeah, um, they might not be working their money hard enough. whilst uh, they might be great savers, yes, they might end up with too much money in the bank, actually not working hard enough. For yeah. Them. So yeah, you, you know, bringing another person into that.
0: And that's a, a really good example there of that different perspective of, of you know someone who might be overly aggressive and and not thinking enough about the downside. They're actually going to be they're going to make better financial decisions when they're paired with someone who mm. who is a bit more careful and a bit more cautious because they're mm. going to. The other person is going to ask the hard questions to them that that they might not have really thought about because they just they're a bit too gung-ho and, and charging a bit hard but yeah I, th- I think that that's to me that that just makes intuitive sense and i think most people you know like we said people can see it in something something trivial like a trivia team but, <laughs> but i think it is a key a key thing for you know, i've changed my process around this and we've talked about this with Whenever someone says, oh, we, we want to book a meeting, um, only uh, I'm the decision maker in, in our, you know, I'll just book in and my husband and wife, they don't need to come. I so always say, no, not interested. You, you need to both be there. Yeah. If not for the first meeting, within the first couple of meetings, I need to be meeting both of you yeah, together. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's just something that we used to do and, and beat your head up against the wall, but you're not actually, you're not going to get the best outcome.
1: No, not at all. Um, because the, I mean, one of the problems that you you see manifest itself after that is that is that um, one person is on board with the plan, one person knows right. that part of the plan. Yeah, you know, they need to. Yeah. Let their superannuation balance might fall by thirty percent or more yes. during volatile times, and that's a naturally occurring thing. And, yeah. and the person that's hasn't been seemingly uninterested in yeah. that. Suddenly becomes very yeah, interesting yeah. Well, when the baby yeah. <laughs> falls yeah. and, and yeah. yeah, they start questioning. Yes. Questioning, is that the best thing for them and so forth? So, that's right. No, yeah, that's, that's one of the things. So, we're going to talk, uh, we're going to do a series in this podcast on um, biases. Yeah. So, um, different types of biases that people uh, um, inherently hold yeah. yep. that can affect their the financial decision making. Yeah. Yep. So, so, um, we thought that we would lead into that lead with, into that with, with this, this one of, here, yeah, yeah, because with biases, if you bring in just even one more person, yes, a lot of the times it it it, it removes well, yeah. it doesn't remove that It doesn't necessarily
0: remove that bias, but it certainly does' it, it well, it makes things. it a lot easier to be to be aware of it, you know, by its nature as we go through each of these these biases mm-hmm. is that You're normally not aware of it as it's happening. So you're not sitting there going, oh, I'm experiencing this cognitive bias in this way. You don't even realise that you're experiencing that until someone pulls you up and says, why are you getting caught up on on this thing? And And that's, like I say, that different perspective, the different worldview, is that it's not just a different knowledge set. It's actually a different way of looking at a problem. Mm. And so that's kind of where... And I think that's yeah you know, we've talked about this as it relates to two members of a couple and, and having those two different views on things and, and different um, mindsets. But I think a big part of our value add in our, decision, in our discussions with our clients is around this, is, is that separate to the technical knowledge that we have, which, yeah, I'm the best financial planner in Australia, so it's fairly comprehensive, but, but just having someone else who's removed from the situation come in and, and, and sort of facilitate a discussion about it and get all different perspectives on that mm. you know, even if we didn't know anything, even if we didn't know more than our clients about their fi- about, you know, financial planning and about tax legislation and investments and all the rest of it, I think that would still be a really valuable thing for people. Is is to is is to have to talk about it in a setting where each person has to verbalise what they're thinking and what they're feeling and what they're wanting to achieve and why and how they think that's going to happen. So that's, I guess, a part of what I see our role is is adding a bit of that diversity to that process as well.
1: Yeah, look, I I certainly think that's... an area that we do add a lot of value there getting both members of the couple on the same page yep. and getting them to even to facilitate and put things into words yes. that yep. they've previously yep.
0: haven't been forced to put into words yep so yep. yeah uh, so um thanks for listening to to this one but uh, stay tuned for we'll have a, a series of of cognitive biases and, and how they will affect your financial decision making thanks for listening Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.